So here's another piece from many years ago from that same long train passion. Um, and it comes to mind as of late because of this idea, I think, of vulnerability. Um, not only do we have, of course, personal, social, acute vulnerabilities in our lives and these kinds of dynamic encounters that we have with others. But I also feel like there are ages of vulnerability. And I feel like there are moments in a larger sort of communitas or a larger sort of milieu, a zeitgeist of vulnerability that can reveal something to us about how perhaps we were trying to feebly keep ourselves protected uh, beforehand. And so not only just with COVID, um, but also just in the moment that we're in and regarding the transparency and vulnerability of humanity with BLM, with COVID, with human tenderness and the dignity that that deserves. I'm reminded of this story or this thing that I saw. And I think one of the salient metaphors of this um, has to do with this idea of nakedness and what that does to show those who are clothed how bizarre that is in many of its own ways. So I hope that you enjoy this and can perhaps hear some of the music in her beautiful dance. Four hours ambled by. I had been left to the coils in my skull. My luggage pinned my candy, pinned my music, pinned my keyboard under its belly, and I was left to watch the late sun wither quietly over D.C. and Union Station. Hushing over Newark, finally out when we ended in New York, Hours of thinking, lucid dreaming, and deep sleep had left my mind aroused and plump. The pull of evening's tide tugged at the nape of my neck, but the slippery train naps had left the rest of me awake. The heavy mantle of worry that had dug ruts into my thinking all day had exhaled, and I came off the train feeling open. A subtle hunger in my body and mind nibbled as I wafted out of the railroad, railroad towards the one. A thread, a note, bouncing from a tile, hiding behind a speaker. Where is that sound coming from? What is it? With my mind in her pajamas, I looked past sparkling packages of chips, girls in sweatpants, the Dunkin' Donuts, Nestled to the railing of a staircase sat a man with a cello between his thighs. Ribbons of song peeled from the instrument, and as I came closer, they fell into the patterns of Ave Maria. The music billowed up, spilled over, it wrapped us. The pitted wheels of our luggage fell to pause, phones slipped into pockets. We all slowed, we stopped to listen. The music was full of splinters, raw boughs fluttering into soft leaves. 
The grime in the angles of the station became romantic, the music framing all of our humanity. The sound was raw. The crowd kept a distance around him, and as I came closer, I saw why. His ankle swiveled and arch rose. His hands fled from his sides into the air, reaching like eager tulips. Up on his balls he spun. A young man in shorts was dancing in front of the cellist spontaneously. He danced with ballet in mind, though it was unclear if he had ever studied it. His dark eyes cut through space, beyond a place that we could follow, as his body folded with clumsy corners. From his knot, he unbuckled into a layman's pirouette. He felt beautiful, slicing through space, the crowd of nameless eyes watching and witnessing him. He danced like an elegant child, movements unfinished, but performed with meaning. Stopping to watch, I saw past his unbridled cottons to something in front of him. It became much more clear why the crowd was so large and bowed around him. A woman dressed in faded black strips that used to be clothing was dancing with him. She was homeless. Her head was pinned with hair like frayed ropes, her feet bare and teeth missing. Her feet were hard like shoes, and she had been stained by the sun. She didn't see the world like we did. For each step taken with a foot like a deer hoof, she followed like a stag. Her movements were a quarry to his field, his blossoms to her roots. Steps too hollow with his priss were filled with her tar. He gazed to her, unfolding his body and watching her play mirror. She raised her hands like rusted cups, spun her ankles like ball bearings. He drizzled like cream, and she broke like coal through the music, his fear of her crazy and her ecstasy in it matched. She held the caked edges of her rags out from her withered thighs like a tutu, the promise of a princess dream contrasted against her filth. The crowd stood silent, a barbed wire arena, stunned. Suddenly, chunks of her dance began to overpower, her possession of music whizzing her out of sync. My spell was broken as she became jagged, and I pulled at the leash of my luggage. I left the crowd for the ticket machine, but was cut with screams and howls when I turned back. Spinning around, I was able to see the derelict queen through slivers on the ground. She was splayed on the floor, her toes and dress curled up, the hem of her skirt covering her face, and all of her body naked and privates exposed. She lay like a mad mountain range, her vagina saying more with its silence than her speaking mouth ever could. The crowd peeled into hysterics, lolling their tongues in frothing horror. My eyes gazed at her body, like a slab of discarded pork wrapped in a thong. She was both inanimate and violatingly personal. We all felt more naked than she was, 
using words to clothe her and her sudden vulnerability. She looks like elephant toes, one person said. Do you see that fucking shit, somebody else said. Laughter. But through this, she lay there. The tender knees, the soft slope to her groin, her belly button. Just like mine. The terminal that was filled with humanity, flighty feet, and cello music slowed, and I was filled with something profound. She may not see like us, but I was perhaps starting to see a little like her. The haunting of the music drew me in. The grace of happenstance hypnotized me. But the knowing that I will forever have this woman, just as she is, inside of me, is what I left with as I slipped through the turnstile.